Another very common question is how often to do deliberate cold exposure. I recommend that you get at least 11 minutes total per week. The simple rule of thumb is going to be place yourself into an environment that is uncomfortably cold, but that you can stay in safely. Okay, and you'll have to experiment a bit. And that number, meaning that temperature, will vary from day to day. Welcome to Philosopher Insights, the podcast that delivers wisdom in minutes a day that you can put into practice daily and strive to master over a lifetime. The podcast committed to sharing ideas that encourage you to bridge the gap between who you are today and the person you aspire to be in the future. Hi, my name is Herb Lamba and welcome to my podcast where I will share practical insights from the world's best authors. Knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is. The quest to become the best version of you starts right now. Today, we are going to discuss the use of deliberate cold exposure for health and performance. Temperature is a powerful stimulus on our nervous system and indeed on every organ and system of our body. And cold in particular can be leveraged to improve mental health, physical health, and performance, meaning for endurance exercise, for recovering from various forms of exercise, for actually improving strength and power, and for enhancing mental capacity. In order to properly leverage deliberate cold exposure for sake of mental health, physical health, and performance, you have to understand how cold impacts the brain and body. So today we are going to discuss that. But where I'd like to start is with mental performance. And I'd like to detail what happens when we deliberately expose ourselves to cold, meaning that you are placing yourself into a cold environment on purpose in order to extract a particular set of benefits. When we talk about deliberate cold exposure, almost always that means getting uncomfortable. And one of the most common questions I get when discussing the use of cold is how cold should it be? How cold should the water be? How cold should the environment be? So I would like you to use this rule of thumb. If you are using deliberate cold exposure, the environment that you place yourself into should place your mind into a state of, whoa, I would really like to get out of this environment, but I can stay in safely. Right? Now that might seem a little bit arbitrary, but let's say you were to get into a warm shower and it would feel really, really nice and you were to start turning down the warm and turning up the cold, there would be some threshold at which it would feel uncomfortable to you. And if you were to continue to make a little bit colder than that, you would really want to get out of the shower, but you were confident that you could stay in without risking your health. So the simple rule of thumb is going to be place yourself into an environment that is uncomfortably cold, but that you can stay in safely. Okay, and you'll have to experiment a bit. And that number, meaning that temperature, will vary from day to day. It will vary across the 24-hour cycle. The second most common question I get about deliberate cold exposure is whether or not cold showers are as good, better, or worse than cold water immersion up to the neck. I'm going to make all of that very simple for you by saying cold water immersion up to the neck with your feet and hands submerged also is going to be the most effective. Second best would be cold shower. Third best would be to go outside with a minimum amount of clothing, but of course clothing that is culturally appropriate and that would allow you to experience cold to the point where you would almost want to shiver or start shivering. Now, another important aspect of deliberate cold exposure that I rarely, if ever, hear discussed, but is vitally important is whether or not you move around or not. Here's the reason. When you get into cold water and you remain there for some period of time, your body is generating heat and that heat generates what's called a thermal layer that surrounds your entire body. So if you stay still, you are actually warmer than if you move around. You can try this the next time you're doing your deliberate cold exposure. If you're submerged up to the neck, sit there for about 10, 30 seconds and be very, very still of body. In fact, this is the way that most people start to do deliberate cold exposure. They give this very stoic look. They don't blink. They look very peaceful. Some of them even look tough, but they are so still 
still that, believe it or not, they're not providing the most potent stimulus. If they or you were to move around in that water, what would happen is you'd break up the thermal layer and that you actually experience that as much colder. So if you really want to push the resilience aspect, or for instance, if you want to use a given temperature that you're comfortable in, but that you want to increase the stimulus and you want to get some more benefit for mental resilience training, well then get into the cold water, move your body around continuously, but try and keep your mind still or even do some sort of cognitive task. Another very common question is how often to do deliberate cold exposure. It's tough to make a recommendation on that based on any peer-reviewed study, although there are a few in humans that point to a threshold of 11 minutes total per week. So that's total throughout the week divided into two or four sessions of two or three minutes or so. Now that 11 minute cutoff is not a strict threshold and is actually geared more towards increases in metabolism. But I think the 11 minute threshold, meaning 11 minutes total of deliberate cold exposure per week is a pretty good number to use if you need a number in order to keep you consistent. So what do I recommend? I recommend that you get at least 11 minutes total per week, but at the point where 11 minutes total per week is very easy for you or is no longer representing a significant mental challenge, meaning you're not experiencing many of these walls, you're excited to get into the cold shower immersion, you're going through it easily, you're cruising basically, then I would say either lower the temperature safely, of course, extend the duration or increase the frequency so that you're doing this perhaps every day or maybe five days a week or three days a week. So find what you can do consistently and then vary the parameters that will allow you to continue to do deliberate cold exposure consistently, regardless of whether or not you have access to a shower or a cold immersion, etc. So don't try and do 11 minutes in one go in an ice bath? Probably not. I mean, not at first. I mean, some people can do that. Now, there are other reasons to do cold exposure. What happens when you get into cold? A couple things. You vasoconstrict and there's a rebound vasodilation. So you're getting per better perfusion and blood flow. The biggest effect is a big increase, 2.5x increase in dopamine that lasts for several hours. It's a significant increase. You feel mentally clear. You feel alert. It increases metabolism for the reason we discussed before. There are other effects too. For instance, if you want to enhance fat loss and lipolysis, it does seem like activating shiver is key because when you shiver, the muscles release a molecule called succinate. Succinate then goes and activates the brown fat. So you get a further increase in metabolism. And to activate shivers, the, one of the best things you can do is get into the cold source, whatever it happens to be. If you don't shiver while you're in there, get out, but don't dry off and just stand there. You'll start to shiver pretty quickly as it starts to evaporate off you. I also want you to remember that if you are to cool the external portion of your body, in particular your torso, the net effect of that is going to be an increase in body temperature. So if you are going to do deliberate cold exposure, you are going to increase your core body temperature. What that all means is that if you are doing your deliberate cold exposure early in the day, you are going to get yet a further increase in core body temperature that would be associated with wakefulness, your ability to be alert that morning or throughout the day, and so on. It also means that if you do your deliberate cold exposure very late in the evening or at night, so 6 p.m., 7 p.m., 9 p.m., and so on, you are going to increase your core body temperature and that you recall a decrease in core body temperature of one to three degrees is not just beneficial, but is necessary in order to get into deep sleep and remain in deep sleep. You've been listening to Philosopher Insights with your host, Herb Lamb. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to support the podcast, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and review. Thanks again, and I'll see you next time.